Welcome to New Life Miami, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nlmiami.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you are loved. I hope you guys got John 1 verses 1 through 14 as I shared that in worship about the word becoming human and becoming flesh and dwelling among us. And, and that's what Christmas is really about and, and what, a, what a giving that was from God and what a gift that is to us. And in that we give gifts and, and we celebrate and, and we do many other things on Christmas but that we would never lose the, the exact meaning of what this is all about. Amen. And we know because we're believers, if you're a guest here, we, we welcome you. But for, but for every believer here and follower of Christ, we know that Christmas is a lifestyle. It is not necessarily December 25th. Amen. Christmas is, if you know Christ intimately, Christmas is every single day. Why do I say that? Because it's God in you every single day. Amen. Yes or no? If not, then we'll just close up the service and say we're in the wrong place, in the wrong church with the wrong people. But, but that's what we are. That's what we're doing. Every day is Christmas. Look at the person next to you. Every day is Christmas. Now, now, you've, now you're, you got it all messed up if you're saying, yeah, then every day I would get gifts. You do get gifts every day. When you wake up from that bed and you take that breath, that is a gift from God. <laughs> I will preach on that breath right there. You know, I want to share something real quick. We've been learning here at church the importance of finding him, finding him, whether it's learning to not be distracted. Uh, if you're from the house, you know what I'm talking about, with much serving and finding joy where, where everything flows out from a place of being seated, being seated at his feet in his presence. It's a place of we've been talking about growing in intimacy, growing in this devotion, learning that our spirit man should not be dead or for maybe, maybe many people, sleepy. And that's not what, that's, that's what we've been on and we've been discussing this, but that we are accepting a call and uh, to this lifestyle of a harvest of a spiritual awakening. Everyone from this nest could say what? Amen. A harvest of a spiritual awakening where, where we are aware and responding. And we come to this time of the year and we could almost say again because time flies so quickly and we're here again and we're reminded of the story of Christmas and there's so there's so many different angles so many stories that are attached to Christmas so many passages and so many scriptures that we can use and I did pray to God like God I don't want to just share the same Christmas story really put something and burn it into me that I could just edify and encourage those that that show up to candlelight service and this obviously the reminder and the thought of the of Christmas you know it, it rolled into my mind as we were in this season but but one of the things that, that was that's so important that was heavy in my heart was that, that God's desire, his love, and his plan for us, it is so grand, so glorious, that he took the first step towards us to start the process of what could be. You, did you guys get that? His plan is so grand and so glorious that everyone say he took the first step. It's a long phrase, but you can say it. He took the first step to see what could be in you, what could come from you. How many of you, because Christ took the first step, some amazing things have come from you because of the one that lives in you? And, and that's powerful. So, so that was in my mind, the reminder of that, 
that he left, listen to this, that he left all of his glory to come to us, becoming man, exactly what I shared in John 1 during worship, becoming flesh and blood to save us from all sin and all shame. Because many of us are Christians and we, we accept that God has forgiven us from sins. Amen? But not many of us are freed from shame. Those are two different monsters. And that, that he's come to save us from sin and from shame. And that in return, that in return, that whoever would come to him would now receive this greatest gift. And because of the obedience, because of this obedience, his name now would be above every name. All creation will fall before him. And every tongue, every created thing and being will confess him. And in all of that, he would, he would serve, this Jesus that we're talking about would serve the greatest purpose. And I believe this, that his greatest purpose would be to give honor and glory to God the Father. And that's what Philippians 2 teaches us about. So, so he took this first step towards us. He became one of us. And, and, I, and I always say this, and I'm so sorry for being repetitive, but I don't really think we understand these words and that we preach and we teach and we read in the Bible until we enter the fullness of glory and we stand before his throne and you see all the wonders and all the signs and all the noises and all the colors and then you say, you left this to become like one of me on earth to save me? I would have never left this stuff. You know, so I don't think we necessarily understand Philippians 2 and Colossians 3 and John 1 and things like that. About that, he came and left glory and became human with blood and, and flesh. He took the first step towards us, becoming one of us. And God stirred in my heart that, that the meaning, the spirit behind Christmas, and we just sang it, it is Emmanuel. What is the answer? What is the definition of Emmanuel? His name, Emmanuel. God with us. Maybe you should say that, but keep, make it personal. God with me. <laughs> Let, let's change it now. God in me. Mm. In Matthew chapter 1, you know, Right after an angel of the Lord appeared and spoke to Joseph, who's Mary's soon-to-be husband, the whole, and, and, teach, and tells him, hey, the Holy Spirit conceived this baby in Mary and his name. Make sure you name him Jesus. There's a lot that could be preached about Joseph. But in Matthew 1, 22 and 23, it says this. So, so all this was done that it may be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Listen to this, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Amen. How many of you could say amen? amen? And that's always been the heart. And that's always been the desire. The heart of God, the desire of God has always been to be in close relation intimacy with us his children that when Christ ascends and now sits at the right hand of the father listen this Christ this presence as we know it in scripture did not stop being Emmanuel he didn't cease from being with us now because he sits at the right hand of the father that if we've taken the step towards him because of his first step towards us the truth is he didn't just ascend to sit on the throne listen to this he also penetrated and sits on the throne of our heart. 
And it causes us now, just as he ascends to the right hand of the Father, and now he takes the throne of our heart, it causes us now to ascend. And as well, we ascend to heavenly places, and we are seated with him in those places. You want to know why I'm seated with God in heavenly places? Because I have the, I have the presence of this God living in me. And that presence ascends the believer to heavenly high places. We sit in those places with God. And, and I love that because there's a moment in all of our lives, and maybe today could be a moment just for one of your lives, and it's this, that he might just interrupt you in your path. And I love those interruptions in your paths, and in, in your busyness, in your distracted lifestyle. How many of you just truly were, have been so distracted for the last few days? Wow, only like two of you. Either all of you are liars or praise God, the Spirit of the Lord is over all of you. But how many of you, how many of you um, really just needed to sit down tonight and just rest because it's been crazy for the last few days? Now some more honest people. I almost feel like you felt like you needed to raise your hand for that one because you're scared I'm going to call you a liar. Don't do that. Okay. But, but, but you're here now and you're sitting down and, and you can take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. That's good. That's good. And in our distracted lifestyle, he, he interrupts us to remind us this one truth today. I'm Emmanuel. Don't, don't cease to forget that I'm with you. That I'm with you. In the busyness, in the craziness, in the fighting, in the arguing, in the, in the presence, in the joyous, in the, in the pictures, in the videotapes, in the dressing funny. Because you never dress the way you dress today, many of you, and yesterday, and the day before, and pose the way you did with the things that you wore, and the pajamas. Some of you will never wear those pajamas again until next year. And all of this, all of this stuff that I'm talking to you about, God with us. And maybe for some of us here, it's time to take a step towards him. To seal a deep place of intimacy, a surrender, an obedience that now will send you to your greatest joyous life that you could ever imagine. How many of you can say amen? Isaiah 55 tells us this, to seek the Lord while he may be found. I, I want to share a, 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 just a quick passage and, and we'll wrap it up. It's found in Luke chapter 2. I'll read it. In Luke chapter 2, one translation <clears throat> talks about it as an angelic encounter. Some of you maybe have had the privilege of seeing an angelic encounter. I have never had the privilege of seeing one of these ferocious beings show up in front of me. And I've had to just nothing but fall down before it because it was just so glorious for my eyes and for my presence. But I've never had that privilege. And um, I kind of want it, to be honest with you. I want to see angelic encounters. Definitely not demonic like the angelic ones. Just kind of, I'd rather fear and tremble with those things, you know. And uh, whatever, you know, if the demon shows up, we'll cast them out too. But you guys know what I'm talking about. But this translation calls it an angelic encounter, and that is exactly what happened to a bunch of shepherds. An angel shows up, but then a multitude of angels right after that one showed up. I want to call it something a little bit different, not just an angelic encounter. I want to call it this, a supernatural encounter. How many of you, how many of you, maybe, maybe an angel hasn't necessarily showed up in glory with six wings and eyeballs all around it. In fact, we've, we've talked so much about angels here. Maybe he hasn't done that, but how many of you can show evidence that you've been encountered by something supernatural? Amen. Didn't see the angel, but I definitely felt a presence that rocked my life forever. 
Uh, I want to read a quote from Max Cato. He says this. He says, off to one side sits a group of shepherds. They sit silently on the floor, perhaps perplexed, perhaps in awe, no doubt in amazement. Their night watch had been interrupted. I love that, interrupted. I love the word that he uses, interrupted. How many of you have been interrupted by God? Interrupted by an explosion of light from heaven, a symphony of angels. And God does to those who have time to hear him. And so on this cloudless night, he went to simple shepherds. I love that he went to simple shepherds. And I love that today I can say he went to simple Hyalians and simple Miamians. Some of you are, maybe I'm not that simple, but you know what I mean. Which, I mean, none of us are really in the White House or sitting on the throne and dressed in royalty. We're just simple folk here trying to make it and living. And God shows up to simple people. How many of you could give praise to the Lord for that? It's, it's, it's who God desires to appear and reveal himself to. And his plan, his plan on this day is amazing. And it's to simple shepherds. And what is he doing? He's revealing to humanity that he was entering our world. Glory is now touching down on earth in order to save men and to save women, to save the elite and to save the simple, to save all social classes, all backgrounds, and people of all colors. He's coming to reveal this truth. I am. Emmanuel, God with you. Not just on this day, but I'm going to be God with you. I'll prove it to you. Because when he goes to say, I'm going to reign with the Father. Don't be afraid. Don't fear. I will leave one behind for you. He will be with you, the Holy Spirit. And I will remain in you. As a matter of fact, in the Great Commission, he says what? Go therefore and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them everything that I've ever taught you. And what does he say at the end of that command? And know this, I am with you to the end of age. Why would he say that? I'm Emmanuel, God with you. Amen? God with us. And, and that's what he's doing here. I want to I read verse 8, 9, and 10 real quick. It says on these simple shepherds, just in case you got lost there, it's Luke 2, verse 8. It says, that night in a field near Bethlehem, there were shepherds watching over their flocks. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared. That's like you saying, um, that night in your living room at your house, there were a bunch of parents or this mother or this father, and they were just watching their kids. There was this person, he was just watching his favorite show. Just a simple person. And they were watching their shepherds, and the shepherds were watching over their flocks. Verse 9. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them. Lighting up the field, I love this, with the blazing glory of God. I love that. The glory of the angels, it's, it's really the glory of God. Because he's the creator of all things. Amen. And the shepherds were terrified. And verse 10, it says, but the angel reassured them saying, what did he say? Don't be afraid for I have come to bring you good news. The most joyous news the world has ever heard. And is for everyone everywhere. This is amazing because this message delivered by this angel had God's heart all over it. It had God's heart in it. I'll give it to you. Ready? Number one. What does he say? Don't be what? Afraid. Isn't that God's voice to us? Don't be afraid. He is telling you, fear me, but don't be afraid of me. Like I want my son never to be afraid of me, but I want my children to fear me. Does that make sense? I want them to know that if they did wrong and I walk into the house, they need to fear dad because they did something wrong. But don't be afraid of me. Don't be afraid of me. Now, now that's the relationship and the, the amazingness we have with God. You are so, I have so much reverence, so much awe for you, dad, father, that, that 
All I could do is tremble. I guess, it, I guess it's like when it says, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. I tremble and I'm in awe of my God, but not a second of my life am I afraid of him. Because in me. I, f- I, f- I have fear of my God, but definitely I'm not afraid of my God. Because I'm not afraid of that which I have intimate moments with. Intimate talks with. Intimate touches with. But I do have a fear to lose that intimate. See with that person. So I live out the fear with that. Number one, don't be afraid. Number two, because I could keep on on that, but God's heart is all over this message. Number two, he says what? For I have come with good news. I've come. I love that it says I've come. I love that he doesn't tell the shepherds. I'm so glad you came to the field today. There was nothing that the shepherds could have come to. It was everything that God showed up to them in. And the angel says, I've come to you. What do you feel that that is really, really telling us? Oh, I have a feeling that it's saying this. God's heart is saying, I'm initiating this relationship. I want to start this off. I'm going to flirt first with you. I'm going to wink at you first. I'm going to... I'm going to look at you. I'm going to get your attention first. I came to you, and when I come to you, I'm coming with good news. I'm not one of these weirdos that says, hey, you know, did you hear the news? And trying to freak you out. I'm coming to you with good news. Because if I'm going to win you over, I don't want to win you with bad news. I'm going to initiate a relationship with you. And my God, when I speak it into your ear, is it good news that's going to take you shepherds, you simple shepherds, into such a lovely, intimate, devoted place with me. Amen? Number three, this news. Everyone say news. Well, what about it? It is the most joyous news that the world has ever heard. What does that mean? It's going to bring joy. Joy to going to bring joy it's going to bring joy to the world number four what else does he say it's for everyone everywhere i love that it is universal and anyone anywhere can be included in this relationship i've come to you emmanuel so so what's the news everyone say what's the news well verse 11 tells us all the way down you with me go to verse 11 with me i love this news for today in Bethlehem, how many of you are ready for their Israel trip? We're going to Bethlehem. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. For who? For you personally. And he is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. And you will recognize him by the miracle sign. And you will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough. And then all at once a vast number of glorious angels appeared. And the very armies of heaven. And they all praised God and they began to sing and say these words, God, glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace and good hope given to the sons of men. Verse 15, when the choir of angels disappeared back to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go. Let's hurry and let's find this word. That it, Remember John 1? Let's find this word that is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. How many of you can say amen? amen. So, so here's my thoughts as, as, as now we go down, down the mountain. Here it is. Here's the heart of Christmas. Here's the spirit of Christmas. Here it is being made manifest. God came to us initiating a deeper relationship that surpasses, listen, listen, 
that surpasses the superficial religiosity that many of us once struggled with or maybe still struggle with. And he surpasses that. He's initiating such a life of presence in him that surpasses all earthly happiness, transforming, or better yet said, awakening us to a greater supernatural heavenly joy that we can't even imagine. It's the heart of God. It's his purpose to stop us in our paths. It's to stop us in our serving. It is to stop us in our being busy. It's to stop us in our ordinary day-by-day life. And like the shepherds who are simple, who are good people, not necessarily bad. I mean, we're all bad. We get the doctrine of that and the theology of that. But you know what I mean. They didn't wake up with like, I'm going to murder someone in their mind. But, but they were bad sinners. But they were good people. and Just getting by. But there was one thing missing. Anyone say one thing. What was it? Here it is. For I have come to bring you good news. It's the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it's for everyone everywhere. And for today, on this earth, in Bethlehem, there is a savior. There is a rescuer. And he is born just for you. And he is the Lord Yahweh. He is your Messiah. That's powerful. So, I guess as, I'm, as I wrap it up, my heart to you and God's heart to you is this, as he stirred in me. How many of us don't want to live life just getting by? Maybe you're not a churchgoer, whether, whether you're not a churchgoer or whether you've been in Christ for some time, whether you've been in the church for some time. How many of you could answer it? Please, let this be a moment just between you and God. Let this be a gift, a present just for you today. How many of you know that there is something deep inside of you that is calling you for more? That's powerful. Many, many of you are like, That's crazy when I see these things because it shows me like he's calling me for more. So it's almost like I want to say then run. Run to him. If you're shaking your head and you're your head, he's calling me for more. I know what you're saying. He's calling me for more. Then, then the problem is never not God doing it. It's us showing up for it. God with us, but are we with him? How many of you have more? I want more than my, than my solution for your head knob and for your hands being raised is come and run to the throne of grace with boldness and confidence where there is mercy for every need. More is there. Someone say more is there. That wherever you stand, whatever your past, whatever your shame, he's calling out to you. And I almost want to sing it. I'm just, my sister's here and she makes fun of me when I sing. But Emmanuel, Emmanuel, whatever the shame, come on, because I'm sure there's someone sitting here with a lot of shame. I'm sure someone's sitting here with a lot of hurt. I'm sure someone's sitting here that says, I know there's more. There's someone sitting here. And God right now is not even screaming it to you. It's such a, it's such a loud whisper that he says, Emmanuel, I'm revealing God with you. And it leaves us in this moment that we're in right now with just one response from us. And it's the same response, that of the shepherds.
Are you with me? I'm going to wrap it up. Here it is. What did the shepherd say at the end of it all? Let's. Can you put that verse back up? It's there? Let's. Let's go. Let's hurry. Let's go. All I could tell you if you nodded your head and you raised your hand is, let's go. Where? Emmanuel, God with us. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's hurry. Let's find this word. Let's find this Yahweh. Let's find this Messiah. Let's find this Christ that is born today. And let's see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. Come on. Are you with me? Let's just finish this 16 to 20. Here we go. Ready? So they ran into the village and they found their way to. Come on. Do you actually think they're going to run to it and not find it? Come on. Seek him while he may be found. He's not playing hide and go seek. Trust me. You remember that preaching I shared to you? He's playing hide and go seek with you, but he hides bad on purpose so you could find them. So they ran to the village. They found their way to Mary and Joseph, and there, were, there he was. I don't even want to say the word baby, but there he was, the Messiah. There he is God. There he is Yahweh in a feeding trough. There he is, the glory of heaven. Upon seeing this miraculous sign, verse 17, the shepherds recounted what had just happened. Verse 18, everyone who heard the shepherd's story was astonished. Guys, did you catch that? They were shepherds. Now they became evangelists. They were shepherds. Now they're preaching to everyone. You should see what happened to me. Something supernatural. They were astonished by what they were told. 19, but Mary treasured all these things in her heart and often pondered what they meant. And here's verse 20. I want to end with this. And the shepherds returned to their flock, but I don't want you to think that they returned the same. I don't want you to get this confused like the disciples that returned back to their fishing nets. That's not the same kind of return here. This return was different. They actually returned with something great. It says they returned back to their flock, but look how they returned ecstatic over what had just happened. And look at this now. They praised God and they glorified him for all that they had heard and seen for themselves, just like the angel had said. Shepherds. Everyone say shepherds. 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 Say it again. Shepherds. Well, what about these shepherds that, here it is, that, that their lives now show fruit. They show fruit of God's first act towards them. The evidence, the evidence of God's presence coming to us, Emmanuel. The evidence of Emmanuel. The evidence of God with us. The evidence is what? Verse 20. What is it? What's the evidence? They returned ecstatic over what had happened and they praised God and they glorified him over everything that just happened. The evidence was glory and praise and worship and majesty back to God. The evidence of being touched by such glory was nothing else but to give back such glory and praise. My life now, even if it's back, I will never, never shepherd these sheep the same again. Before, I would kick and complain with these smelly, annoying, stupid sheep. But now, I will sing worship in the field and I will praise his name and glorify him because of the evidence that he has shown up in me. Their life will never be the same again, even in what they've done for their whole life. How many of you could say that's me? Maybe you didn't go to Africa and go to a village and become a missionary. Maybe you didn't become an evangelist. Maybe you didn't become a pastor. 
but you went back to that, to that office. You went back to that car dealership. You went back to that classroom. You went back to that marriage. You went back to that house. You went back to that same church. But you went back to what was simple and common into your life with something so uncommon, something so drastically different. So now the way you teach is different. The way you sell a car is different. The way you spouse it up is different. The way you... Do you guys get it? Because you now... Because of this encounter, I'm coming to a place where I'm constantly now encountering him. And I'm running to him now. And I want my life to be one of praise and glory for him. And all I could tell you today is, what are you waiting for today? Emmanuel, God with you. And you said, I know there's something more in my life. And you nodded your head. And you raised your hand. All I could tell you right now is, there is nothing else you need to do but just here he is. God is with you. Emmanuel is so evident right now. Just come on, run to him. Show up because he's shown up. That's for sure. He's shown up. The shepherds showed up. You know that the shepherds could have said, that was crazy. We're not going to go over there. But they went. And, and I think God honored that. I think God said, wow, they, they went. That's pretty cool. They ended up going. And they ended up seeing for themselves what I have said to them. How many of you had just admitted, have just admitted that there's more? And some of you could answer maybe what God has shown you, what that more is, what it looks like. But, but you haven't taken a hold of it. All because you just haven't shown up. And maybe if you just show up, he'll reveal to you everything that he's already spoken deep into your spirit. Because he's already shown up. Is Emmanuel really God with us or not? Are you really his children with him or not? So I guess all I could say is, come on, guys, enter, enter your joy today. Enter your joy. Enter your joy by entering his joy today. Enter it. I'm going to ask you to stand as we close off. and We're going to sing a song, and I'm going to ask the ushers just to come up here, and we're going to do something special here. But, but before we do anything, I, I really want you to do this. Ready? Because this is crazy because this is almost like um, traditional here. But I believe that what's, what tends to be traditional once a year now, listen to this. What tends to be traditional right now here once a year, um, but I'm hoping that it becomes revelational. I'm, I'm believing that what becomes traditional right now becomes an awakening to your soul right now. This is what I'm praying for. That as soon as your candle gets struck with light, that that would speak to you everything that we're saying here today. That that would show you that there is a God, Emmanuel, that, that's in you. And in return, what are you going to do with that, with that light? And, and we're not going to sing this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Because I don't even know if that's really biblical. Because I don't know if that light is really little in us. If he's the light of the world and darkness cannot even comprehend it. How is that a little light? <laughs> whatever, that's weird, but whatever, I'm getting off topic, but... So, so I think what we're going to do is, 
is you're going to light up your candle and become, let that be a revelation to you. And I want you to say this. I want you to say, just as this can't, just as this candle, God, was lit on fire, I want you to lit this, let, light this man, light this woman on fire. And just as you light me on fire, you're going to grab your candle and there's a person standing next to you. You know who's going to be in charge of lighting that person's candle? You are. And I want that to be symbolic and I want that to be a revelation of not only is my light going to burn, is my light going to be set on fire in devotion and intimacy for the one who's with me, but my desire is so that everyone know this God just with my life lived out before him. And I'm going to, by, by me lighting her, by me lighting his candle, Lord, I want that to become evident in me now. I will light this world for you, God. That everyone that is in my path, I can't but confess the God that is in me. Today, my brother-in-law, Pastor Leo, is here with us. Amen? And he doesn't know this, but it blessed me. We were eating with our family and, and my, my sister's, uh, my wife's brother was there. I think he's here. And he's allergic to all kinds of um, seafood. And I'm eating, I'm tearing up the food today. And there's some um, shrimp that was made by my mother-in-law. And my brother-in-law is allergic. But what you guys don't know is Pastor Leo's allergic to it too. One day he almost died in Epcot. I think it was because he swelled up and they had to like take him to the Epcot little thing. <laughs> it's a funny story, but he's alive today, but it's good. <laughs> and um, it was so cool, a casual conversation, listening to him tell him, hey, I'm allergic to to that kind of stuff too but you know I like it so much and, and so what I just did was I just prayed over myself and I said Lord heal me from this and I'm guessing because I want to eat this and he says and, and as he's telling this he goes you know I could die if I eat this stuff right he said but look at me I'm eating it right now and I pray that God would heal me and he healed me so it's good man I'm eating the shrimp right now and my brother-in-law I guess he kept asking questions and, my, and, and I said that's that's a, a light that's on fire. And I want you to know that there's a fire in me and it healed me. And, and it could heal. Something so simple like you're allergic to shrimp. But there's a fire that could heal you from allergies to shrimp. And there's a, you guys get that stuff? I don't want to get all on a But this massive light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. This massive light of mine. Even if it's. You healed me from shrimp. That's a massive light. Because across the counter, there is someone that needs to know that God is a healer. And if it's for something like, it wasn't cancer, it wasn't AIDS, it wasn't from the dead, it was from shrimp, for goodness sakes. But if shrimp does the job so that someone could believe that our God is still a healer, then Lord set my light on fire. And I'm willing to tell that person that you've healed me from a shrimp eating disease of allergies. Catch the revelation today. We went a little long today. We shouldn't have. Here we go. Let's song. Let's worship our God. Lord, light this man on fire. Guys, start lighting their fire. And as I, as you light me on fire, help me to light your children on fire. Those you've called your children. So Lord, as we are lit on fire, let the revelation come true today. And we lift up this candle in song. What do we do with this light? Come on, church, what do we do with it? 
we now give glory and we give praise and we sing and we worship our God again with that don't you dare turn off that light I feel like preaching part two right now it's called don't you dare turn off that light you better let it burn and you better show the world and you better pass it on how many of you can say amen come on come on let's sing the Lord let's sing to the Lord Lord let this light shine bright and let it pass on come on